Welcome to the Park Road Talkback Podcast. Today's podcast is a conversation with Russ Dean, co-pastor at Park Road Baptist Church with Amy Jacks Dean, about his new book, Finding a New Way Home, The Unlikely Path of a Reluctant Baptist Renegade. I'm Bruce Holliday, Director of Communications at Park Road, and today Russ and I will be talking about Chapter 4 of his book entitled, A Walk of Joyful Struggle. Hello, Russ. Good to be back with you again today. Bruce, I'm enjoying our time together, and we'll take one more step along the journey today. Chapter 4, that's right. So as we continue to work our way through your book, chapter by chapter, uh, today's uh, chapter, you talk about an experience as a, a joyful struggle. Can you give us kind of a brief overview of the chapter and what you mean by joyful struggle? Yeah, it was interesting. I, I just reread this chapter and it took me on a, a, a journey down memory lane going back and moving into seminary. Well, let's see. I had, had been out of college for two years, had been working for two years while Amy finished. And then we moved to Louisville, Kentucky um, and started school. So in that first semester of, of seminary, uh, there is a class called... Uh, Formation for Christian Ministry. And it's kind of an introduction, getting people ready for seminary, kind of setting expectations, that kind of thing. And so the professor asked us all to come up with a phrase or a sentence that kind of characterized our faith. And it was a really interesting uh, assignment for me. I had had these first three experiences. And of course, I wasn't charting them you know, you know, for a book way back then. But I, I, I know that I, those experiences were in my mind because I was still kind of struggling. I, ha- I was still in kind of the, uh, I don't know what I'd call that crisis of faith, um, but really in a moment of, of struggle. And yet, as I've said in the book, and we've talked about, I've, I never gave up. I never felt like I was in danger of, uh, of turning away from faith, of walking away. Um, there's always been kind of an excitement about faith for me. And that, and, and that was true even in these moments of, uh, of kind of challenge. So this phrase, the walk of joyful struggle, is what I came up with. And it's kind of still true for me today. I think it's uh, about it being a walk. It's a long journey. You know, I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, and there is that heartfelt excitement that I, that I still really appreciate about faith and church and this whole life. Um, and yet, um, and yet there's a struggle to it. And I, I, I think that's how it, how it ought to be. Well, central to this particular chapter of your book is the story in Genesis 32 of Jacob's uh, physical confrontation with God, which, you know, in, in the present day context seems to be just an absolutely incredible story, but which uh, I believe you understand as a metaphor for the struggle of faith. And you wrote uh, in this chapter, I never understood Jacob until I doubted God. I never understood faith until that, in your words, Jacob was me. Can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that particular passage and how it relates to your experience? Yeah, you know, I I would have... In my earlier life, I would have just understood this as kind of a historical narrative about Jacob and literally wrestling with, wrestling with this man. And um, I, I really have come to understand this as kind of the the story of faith. 
Um, the man Jacob wrestles with this man on the bank of the river. They wrestle all night long. One can't get the, uh, the edge on the other. Um, um, Jacob says to the man, let me go. And he says, I, uh, I won't let you go until you, or the man says to Jacob, let me go. Um, and Jacob says, I won't let you go till you give me a blessing. Um, and, in, and the blessing is he gives him a new name. His name is Israel. Um, literally, Israel means one who contends with God and prevails. Um, and I just think that's powerful. That, and, and, and so I see this. Um, I don't know whether there's any kind of historical nugget to, to this, any kind of experience that actually happened with a man named Jacob. I see this as uh, a metaphor of faith and our wrestling with God is the content of faith. Um, and, and, and so that, that sounds, that may sound negative or hard and yet also built into the name, one who contends with God and prevails. There is, that's a pretty powerful, a pretty powerful statement. You know, we can, we can struggle with God and prevail. We can struggle with God and come out stronger on the other side. We can, we can struggle with God and get a blessing in that. And so I, I've, I've come to understand that story as paramount, um, as, as the story of faith. And those of us who really engage in faith, I think, uh, have, to, have to engage in kind of a struggle with God as, as Jacob did. So, yeah, Jacob yeah. is me. I am Jacob. So on the face of it, you know, it would seem that a struggle— in faith is actually a, a sign of weakness in your faith. That that's the way it, intuitively I would understand it. But then, you know, reading through this chapter, you you make it clear that for you and for many others, obviously, struggle can be very informative as well as formative uh, for your faith. And why is that? Do you think? You know, there have been a couple times. I wish I could recall the specific words that were spoken. There've been a couple times when um, someone heard me preach or left a, a, one of our worship services or something and made a comment um, about kind of surprised to hear, you know, a pastor struggle with faith or not be more solid or, you know, to not present a more affirmative statement, some, something like that. A couple times I remember people reacting that way. Um, I do think for a lot of people, faith shouldn't be struggle. And if you had faith, that means you wouldn't have to struggle. If you had faith, that means you don't have any doubt. And I just think if we're real about it, and I think if we go to the scripture and the stories of scriptures, they're all about people wrestling with God and struggling with God and trying to figure this out. And so there aren't a lot of just peaceful, easy feeling moments in the Bible with just everything's hunky dory. So I, I, I feel like it's I feel like it's written through through the scriptures um, that this that this really is what we deal with if if we deal with faith the hard questions of life and that's what faith is about helping us deal with life and life is uncertain. So uh, we've just completed a sermon series. Uh, and I'll paraphrase the title: "Making Room in the Church for Doubt for the Doubters and the Devout." Uh, I'm not sure if I got that exactly right, yeah. but that was the. Topic, and then I think what you've, what you're saying here is that um, faith is a struggle, but also faith has room for struggle or has room for for doubts. Yeah, abs absolutely. And um, again, I guess. 
for too many people, faith is all the answers, is all the, you know, faith makes life easy. Um, and I think faith is helping us engage in the difficulties. You know, when people come to our church, I want them to be inspired. I want them to um, be comforted. Um, you know, there are times, you know, there, there are feel good moments about faith. And yet I don't want every worship service to, we, we had friends that said they went to a church because they just left every Sunday feeling good. And that's, I, I'm just not sure I want everybody to leave every Sunday feeling good. You know, I, I think there are, there are hard things going on in the world and we need to, we need to struggle with those. We need to be challenged by those. And so I don't want people to leave church feeling bad. I mean, I don't want people to walk out of church, you know, beating themselves up. Um, but life is, life is hard. Um, and I want faith to meet us where we are with that, with those challenges, um, rather than just paint a, you know, paint a rose colored picture. I think that that just misses so many people because they know the reality is, no, it's not life isn't easy. So I, I want faith to meet us in, in that journey. Would you describe the your particular faith as being more of a reality-based or realistic as opposed to some sort of a escapist model of faith? Yeah, I, I've, I've, I talked many years ago a good bit about creating a theology of reality. You know, I, I, sometimes I listen to Christian people talk or other pastors, they talk about God in their life and what's happening and miracles that they've seen. And I, it just sounds like everything is just peachy keen. And I just think that just, that just isn't most people's reality. It may not be anybody's reality. Um, and rather than paint that kind of rosy picture, we'll just pray and God will bless you and everything will just be fine. That's not the that's not the story in Scripture. Things aren't always fine in our stories in, in Scripture. That's not been true for people of faith over the centuries. And I, I want to talk about a theology that is based in reality, that meets you where you are with the struggles, and that leaves room for you to question and doubt. And um, I don't need people to sign up and say, I believe the same five things you believe, so I can come to church with you. You know, we're, we're all working through um, the, the difficulties of this world um, together. You know, let's come together and, and let's struggle together. We'll find our joy in being together and, and sharing our uh, you know, sharing both the good and the bad together. Right. And you, so you just referred to it as joyful. What is it about this struggle that, again, you know, on the face of it, that would, that word for me uh, kind of makes me think of challenges, despair, uh, pain, that sort of thing. I mean, struggle as a general rule, doesn't have a real positive con connotation. But then you refer to it as a joyful struggle. So what is joyful about struggling with faith for you? We, we've talked about the word joy actually a good bit. I remember several sermons that Amy has preached that have spoken a lot to folks. Joy doesn't just mean um, surface happiness. Everything's just, just fine. Um, I, I think joy... Um, has a has a much deeper sense of contentment and and realizing that God is with us where we are um, and that come what may um, you know whether we get the answer to our prayers or not um, wh whether we get what we want 
or not, whether whether everything works out the way we want or not, God is there. God is giving us strength. Um, and so joy is a deeper sense of contentment than just some kind of surface. Everything's fine, like we're having a party all the time. That's not what joy is. Um, and so, you know, putting these two words, joyful and struggle together was intentional uh, to acknowledge the um, the kind of tension I feel in holding a, a, a uh, an affirmative sense about the future. Uh, you know, what one old pastor mentor of ours said, it is sin to despair. Uh, you cannot be a person of faith and despair. We have to have hope. We have to trust that um, th- th- that the future is brighter. You know, uh, so there there is a sense of hopefulness there. Um, and yet, putting those words together, joyful struggle um, for me tries to capture a kind of reality that, in the midst of being people of faith, there are. There are difficult times that we all just acknowledge. This is just the way life. This is just the way the life works. Right. And in, in this chapter, you also describe your faith as being both precarious and precious. So uh, you're in this struggle. When you say precarious, do you think there's there is uh, the possibility that something could break in your faith, or what do you mean exactly by that word? That. That made me think, Bruce, about about marriage and acknowledging with Amy, we've been married for 34 years and we have acknowledged um, uh, over the years. um, You know, I don't think there's anything that could ever break us up. Um, I don't think there's anything. I think our love and our commitment is strong enough, but I don't ever want to take that for granted. Um, I don't ever want to walk into an easy day and think I got this made. Marriage is about commitment. It's about day by day by day. And I think that's what faith is about. And if I take that for granted, if I don't work at it, if I don't give my heart, soul, mind and strength to it, I think there could come those times that um, that shake people's faith and they walk away. So that's what I mean, precarious. Um, and and I guess to me that that makes faith live and lively uh, rather than I'm sitting back on the sofa you know, eating bonbons or something, you know, faith is, is always walking. It's, it's always answering the questions. It's always waking up another day going, you know, can I believe, can I do this? Can, you know, does this still work for me? Um, and so, you know, my testimony is one of a, a person who, you know, at least since these experiences that I recount in this, in this book, and we're, we're talking 30 years now, I have, I've I've fought with God every day for 30 years, you know, and I, I kind of mean that literally, you know, right. um, I read things in the newspaper and I, uh, I see things and I hear things and what's going on. And, I, you know, I read the text for my sermon for Sunday. And, you know, I, I'm always trying to figure this out. And that kind of life hasn't left me depressed. Um, it, it has it has made made faith very real and very active for me. Um, and yet I, I'm, I'm always open. I'm always open to, uh, to truth wherever it takes us. And so I think there is a kind of precarious nature. I'm going to be willing to always 
entertain the questions? There was an interesting line in this chapter that uh, I probably should have understood intuitively, but it, it kind of caught me off guard for a moment where you just said, uh, and maybe this is obvious, religion and faith should not be confused. Uh, could you talk about the difference between religion and faith and how the two are related? Yeah, recently I, I've come I've come back to a more positive understanding of the word religion, and and I've I've recently and you mentioned that series we've just done. Um, I've talked a good bit about religion in that series, but often throughout throughout my faith, and I think this is what uh, I was getting at here. I often have held religion and faith. Um, intention, religion being the externals, you know, we go to church, we do these things, um, the, the rituals, um, maybe even the doctrines we say we believe, kind of the externals, um, faith being the very deeply personal, um, my encounter with God. And, and so I've tried to hold those two things uh, together. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of religion. There still is. I understand that. I actually agree with almost all of that that I hear. You know, the abuses of religion, the institutions, the money, the corruption, all of that has to do with religion um, as an external. And Jesus was very critical about uh, about the religion of his day. Um, and so I've tried to hold religion and faith in tension. Um, and yet, as I said recently, I've, I've come back more to to affirming the role that religion can play. Right. Um, I've, I've always said, I, I believe in church. I'm a cheerleader for church. I believe what it does, what it can mean for people to be in community and practicing a religious life. Um, so for, for a long time, I guess I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't really have preferred to call myself religious. I'd prefer to call myself a person of faith. Um, and I've just acknowledged kind of the reality. Yeah, I, I am a religious person and, and that can be a very good thing. You Absolutely. know, the disciplines of religion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you and I have come to that same conclusion, although you were there a long time before I was. But yeah, definitely religion is a powerful force for good. And it just it's just probably a matter of the context that it's being uh, utilized, that whether or not it's good or not as good. Yeah, and I would say religion is a powerful force. And like any powerful force, it can be used for good or, or for, right. for evil. For well, you, uh, you conclude this chapter with the line, God is with us. But that does not make faith or life easy, which um, you and I have had this discussion before about kind of the role of God in our lives. Why is it that we could be with God but still have a difficult life or have an uneasy faith? Well, that, that's that's back to this idea of a theology of reality. You know, I have a wonderful relationship with Amy, but that doesn't mean everything in our life has just been rosy. You know, we've we've had some challenges, and we've had you know deaths in our family that have hard been hard, and she's just been through a a surprising cancer diagnosis, and we've been through that surgery, and you know, just because I love Amy and spend every day with Amy doesn't mean my life is you know, it's just all roses. Um, and again, I, I do think so many people 
seem to have this idea or or pastors seem to preach that, well, if you just trust God, then everything's just going to be fine. And it's just not so. One of the most powerful stories, and in fact, one of my sermons, I preach the most powerful words in the Bible are the, are the words from uh, the Old Testament story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they won't bow down to the king, and he throws them into the fiery furnace, and he gets ready to throw them in the fiery furnace. And they say, O king, we believe God will save us from the fiery furnace, but even if not, we will not bow down to you. Of course, in that story, they get saved from the fiery furnace. And I go on in that sermon to say, you know, we love these stories. We love the people that get, you know, their miracles. We love the the, the grand ending to these stories. But if we want to be real about it, the honest truth is that more people have not gotten the answers that they wanted than have. And here is the most powerful story in Scripture. Even if we, even if God does not save us, we will not bow down to you. That that's faith. Right. That's faith. It's not. Well, if you give me what I want, then I can believe. <laughs> Where, where's the faith in that? Um, and so I, I think those those most powerful words. Even if not. Um, and so I think God is with us. And we see that, we affirm that, and, and, and we don't just affirm that because we get what we want in the end. We affirm that even in the storm, God is with us. And even if we don't get the resolution from the cancer diagnosis that we want, even if mama doesn't make it, even if you know I don't get the job, God is with us. Well, Russ, you've helped me struggle through another excellent discussion. Uh, which certainly does make it feel more consequential and meaningful. Uh, thank you, as always, for your time today. Uh, yeah, Bruce, I, I laugh. I have a good friend who, who calls sometimes and says, Russ, this is too easy for me. I need to talk to you and let you confuse it for me. And uh, so I, I seem to always have that uh, that ability to, to, uh, to, to make it a struggle. So uh, I'm glad I'm helping you struggle through this. But it's a joyful struggle. It's an opportunity <laughs> to uh, to just think a little bit uh, beyond uh, what we are, are accustomed to. And, and I appreciate that very much. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying the conversation a lot. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about obtaining a copy of Russ's book, Finding a New Way Home, You can find that information at the Park Road website, parkroadbaptist.org, under the Resources tab. We also invite you to share this podcast with your friends and family. They can always find it on the Park Road website, or you can listen and subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, or TuneIn. That's it for this week. From all of us at Park Road Baptist Church, thank you for listening today. Grace and peace to you.